Good morning. I'm Sarah, I'm one of the pastors here at Hope, and this morning we continue in our sermon series that we're here in during Lent, the second week of Lent, where we are looking at the Ten Commandments. And as we do this, we are reminded that the commandments are the law of Moses, also known as the Torah. And in our Judeo-Christian faith, we recognize that while we are not saved by following those Ten Commandments perfectly. In fact, we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. We do believe that the law serves a good purpose, and it serves us in three particular ways. One, to help us to keep good social order. Imagine if we didn't have rules, the chaos that would ensue, right? So good social order. Two, help us to become aware, actually, of our sin, because we know we can't follow all these rules perfectly every day, all the time. And third, finally, it helps us to guide us in our Christian living, in our life with God, and in our life with other people. So as we are looking at this morning at this commandment that God gave us to observe the Sabbath, to keep the Sabbath, keep it holy, I wonder for you, what comes to mind for you when you hear the word Sabbath or when you hear the word Sabbath rest, right? What images come to mind for you? Perhaps coming here, coming to worship is one of them. Perhaps uh, not only worship and being church together, uh, giving God an hour or so of your Sunday to focus on him and spending the rest of the day relaxing, Maybe uh, in front of the TV, maybe just going to brunch with good friends, maybe catching up if you're, if you're a, a person who goes to school, you're catching up on homework later today before you have to go to school on Monday. Or of course, you know, there's, there's getting stuff done around the house. If you're like me, uh, it also includes a few hours at a hockey rink later today, right? Sabbath rest can look like a lot of different things. But I honestly think that biblically how God desires us to experience Sabbath and Sabbath rest is a bit different than how I think most of us experience Sabbath, if we experience it at all. Before we dive in to unpack this commandment a little bit more, let us begin with a word of prayer, if you would join me. Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you thanks and praise for gathering us as your people in this place, this place called Hope, Lord, where we get to come and worship you and hear a good word from you, to be renewed by your spirit. Lord, as we think about, talk about, and try to put into place Sabbath rest in our lives, help us to hear a good word from you, to be inspired by your spirit, and to lean in where you are guiding. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. About a week and a half ago on February 22nd, there was an article posted in the New York Times. It was about 61 British companies that participated in a pilot program uh, looking at the viability of a four-day work week. Shocking, I know. This business and social experiment came out of reflections through the pandemic, whether, where, and how long people worked affected productivity. 
56 of the 61 companies said that they would continue with a four-day week, finding that company revenue remained relatively the same and attrition among employees dropped significantly. The employees who took part in the study reported that levels of anxiety, fatigue, and sleep issues decreased during this time. And mental and physical well-being was improved. 70% of employees who, who responded into this survey said that they had reduced levels of burnout by the end of the trial. And similar studies are now taking place here in the States, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, and Australia. And if you're like me, you're probably wondering, why? We've had a five-day work week for ages. We kind of are used to it. Why would we ever want to change? What is going on in the Western world that we are experiencing such high levels of, of burnout, anxiety, and fatigue? What, why is it that 42% of Gen Z participants in a Barna Group study reported being diagnosed with a mental health condition? Many of them worried about the future. And of those 42%, 90%, why is it that 90% of them listed depression and anxiety as what they have been diagnosed with? Well, there are a lot of theories and offered solutions out there in the world. Excuse me. And an age-old, time-tested place that I believe we can turn to for help is in Scripture, the wisdom of God. I believe in Scripture and, and the commandment to observe the Sabbath. It needs a louder voice in today's conversation and debate. You see, we live in a culture of doing, of hurrying. Beyond productivity, uh, we live in a culture of 24-hour news cycles, social media, and streaming networks that are created to suck you in and to keep you there and not let you go, right? We, we live in a culture where our cell phones or the internet, if they don't work within seconds the way we need them to, then we just we want to hurl them across the room. But maybe that's just me. Right? We live in a culture of get what you want, when you want, and two days shipping through Amazon. Our world is fast, furious, and frantic. Compared to even just 30 years ago, I remember when I was a teenager 30 years ago, those days when I was happy with dial-up internet and it would take like two to five minutes to get on the internet that little high-pitched noise, right? And, and I was so excited for the day that we, that we got the push-button phone instead of the dial because I hated calling people on the rotary phone with zeros, right? I'm like, oh, this takes forever. I'm glad I'm not the only one who knows what I'm talking about in this room. You see, the kind of world and culture, this kind of world and culture, it doesn't leave much space or time for things like reflection, things like alone or quiet time with God and with his word, things like taking a day-long break from the breakneck speed we're running at in life. 
So today we're reminded that God created a seventh day, a Sabbath day, and he called it holy. See, Sabbath, while for us in our text today was translated rest, it actually means to cease, to desist. And the Sabbath is a weekly day of rest, of ceasing from work. There's three things I think are incredibly important for us in today's world and us as followers of Christ, why Sabbath rest is so important and so good to practice. And the first thing I wanna raise up is that Sabbath began with God. It began with God. Genesis 2, verses one through three, we are reminded, thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. And by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. Remember on the sixth day, he created us, right? But on the seventh day, he must've been really tired. And he said, I'm gonna be done, I'm, I'm done. So on the seventh day, he rested and all his, from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating all that he had done. Now, while this Sabbath day, it was holy and it began with God for Israel, it was about celebrating both what God had done in and through creation, marking the seventh day as holy, as set apart. But for Israel, in those early books in, of the Old Testament, right, it was also about their special relationship with God. It's about celebrating God and also their special relationship with God. As they were brought out of slavery and into the promised land, they were set apart in so many ways from their neighbors, one of which was the idea that everyone, not just some people, but everyone was to rest on the seventh day. Not just the privileged, but also the poor. Not just those who were in a household, but also the servants and slaves. And, and not just the people who were, were of Israel's, but also their neighbors, the foreigners who were visiting. All people, even beasts of burden on the Sabbath day, were to rest. Sabbath served as both a religious reminder of God's provision and salvation but also as a physical necessity. Ruth Haley Barton writes in her book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, she writes, after seven days without rest, we risk becoming dangerously tired and unable to bring our best selves to anyone or anything. I don't know about you, but if you've ever tried to go seven days without resting, man, those words are true, aren't they? It's hard to bring the best of yourself to anyone or anything. Now, later in Israel's history, Sabbath observance was also lifted up by the prophets like Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Nehemiah as being the commandment that would bring both personal and national salvation. This is pre-Jesus. And, and we hear in the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, verses 13 and 14, he writes, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way, not doing what you please, then you will find your joy in the Lord. 
and I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to the feast of the inheritance of your father, Jacob. I wonder about our own personal and even national state of being today. Imagine honoring Sabbath and finding joy in the Lord. To find wholeness and well-being and joy with God and the life God's giving you simply by ceasing your normal work and routine. By spending a whole day connecting to God through God's word, through worship, through prayer, by disconnecting from your technology. I know that can be really hard to believe, right? Like the cell phones and the iPads, but disconnecting from technology and newsreels long enough to connect to the real people in your life right now that God has blessed you with. By connecting to the goodness of God through God's creation. And this day that the Lord has made and called it holy. When we gather as God's people to worship him, to be reminded of the promises of God that are ours in Jesus Christ, through his life, through his death, through his resurrection. Not only is that salvation for our souls in eternity, but that salvation for our souls today. So that brings me to my second point that I want to make about Sabbath keeping. And that's that Sabbath is not a suggestion. It is an essential part of life. In his book, Sabbath, Finding Rest and Renewal and Delight in Our Busy Lives, Wayne Mueller describes the essentialness of the Sabbath this way. He says, in the book of Exodus, we read, in six days, God made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day, God rested and was refreshed. Hear the word refreshed, vayanafesh, literally means, and God exhaled. The creation of the world was like a life-quickening inhale, and the Sabbath is the exhale. Thus, in the beginning, all creation moves with the rhythm of the inhale and exhale. Without Sabbath rest, the life-giving inhale is impossible. It is in the resting in God, in resting and keeping Sabbath, that we're able to catch life-giving breath. It is in the ceasing that we can gain new energy for our work. It is in the de desisting from daily habits that we can gain new perspectives. It's in Sabbath rest we are given the joyous and holy opportunity to reorientate our work, our relationships, our very busy lives around the one who makes, who sets into motion and sustains all life. In times of chaos, Sabbath seeks to draw us to rest in God and offers us a safe and soul-nourishing grounding point. And this brings us to my third point about Sabbath rest, why I think it's so very crucial. Sabbath wasn't made for God. It was made for us. We are God's creation made in his image. And Sabbath allows us 
to reconnect to and be renewed by the very source of our life and being. In our gospel lesson, we hear Jesus rebuke the Pharisees, calling him out on not practicing the Sabbath to the letter of the law that was outlined in the Torah. Jesus was walking in a field with his disciples and picked up some grains of wheat. And this was considered work on the Sabbath. Never mind, they were hungry. They, that was considered work. It's not nourishment, it's not provision, it's work. And so those Pharisees were so focused on carrying out the law to the letter that they missed the important use of the law. And so Jesus reminds us of that story about David. Story of how David and his fellow friends, they were fleeing from enemies and God provided for them through consecrated bread in a temple. It was illegal under the law of Moses to eat that bread. And yet it allowed David and his companions to survive and have life. So Jesus says, the Sabbath was made for man, not, for the, not man for the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Often this text has been used by early Christians, and I think sometimes even us, to justify not practicing Sabbath. The early Christians still worshiped together, much like Jesus did, much like we are today, still attending synagogue on the Sabbath. But one thing Jesus did that not many of us do, and I count myself among them today, is that he often practiced Sabbath daily. Moments away from his disciples, away from crowds, to go and be alone with his father in prayer, to orientate his will more firmly in the father's will, especially as the cross drew closer. See, when we practice weekly, even momentarily, daily Sabbath, moments of prayer in scripture, in quiet, and stillness to listen to God. It allows God to work in us his will and pour of more of God's self in us. Ruth Haley Barton, another quote from her book, says, Sabbath is a means of grace, a practice that creates channels for God to impart something of God's self so we can then be a conduit of God's nature to the world. God gives us the Sabbath not as a burden, but as a precious gift. A gift to receive new life and energy and probably most astoundingly to receive more of God's self, his grace in our souls. So today, I think it's important to ask ourselves, where are we? With Sabbath rest. Beyond this hour, beyond this time of worship, how are you allowing God to come to you, to speak to you, to allow you to rest in him, just in him? To worship him, not only during this time, but also in your home and in your work 
in your play, and in your rest. Because God wants so very much to let you know that in him there is life and there is life eternal. Because Jesus didn't just come to give life, but to give life to the full. And part of the rhythm of our life is to practice the Sabbath, to keep it holy, so that God can lift you up, sustain you, and help you move forward each and every day. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you thanks and praise for this day of Sabbath. I thank you for this commandment that you give us to come and to rest in you, to worship you, to praise your name, to remember that you provide for us in all that we are and all that we do and all that we have. How often we get lost in the messages of this world and we forget that. So you call us back to Sabbath to remind us once again of your goodness and of your grace. Help us to receive you more fully this day. Help us to carve out and find more times to come to you in our weariness, to find rest, to find healing, to find wholeness. And as we turn our eyes to Jesus, as we find rest in him, help us to follow more and more in his ways. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.